Hello everyone, I'm Annie Gibbons and you're listening to Memoirs of Successful Women, the podcast where you get to hear candid conversations with fascinating women from around the globe who share aspects of their business and life journey, how they measure their success and what they have learnt along the way. So I'm delighted to uh, have on my program today Barb Hildenbrand, who's the founder and president of Stepping Stones Consulting. Barb is a certified speaker, teacher, coach, and a Maxwell certified behavior analyst trainer on the John Maxwell team. She's also an author and is currently working on another book that we'll get to hear about today. So welcome to the program, Barb. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here with you. It is a pleasure. I'm really looking forward to hearing all about your journey and particularly because I've never uh, met anyone who's been part of the John Maxwell training team. And I know that you've got so much behind that, so much to your story. I know you're also um, a woman of strong faith and I'm assuming that has definitely driven you to where you are today. And uh, and also that you're a mum of so many, uh, of diverse, you've got adopted children, stepchildren, foster children, grandchildren, it's all happening in the world of Barb. So tell me about DISC first. So does DISC come out of the John Maxwell program or is that something, and what, what is DISC to those who aren't familiar? DISC is, it's a personality profile system. It's actually been around for quite some time, but what happened was the John Maxwell team and the DISC team got together and kind of married their programs so that we have just a fantastic report that comes out after someone does an assessment. We get a report and we have three graphs. One is how you view yourself. One is how you perceive the public views you. Yes. And the third one is how you work under stress. Mm. So, and then we compare those three graphs and we come up with a, a personality blend because everybody's a blend of the four styles. They're D-I-S-C, which is where DISC comes from. Yes. And so your D's are your driven type people. They're your real you know, go get her, make a decision now and do it kind of mm-hmm. people. Then your eyes are your, your influencing people. They're the, the talkative ones. That would be me. Self-confessed. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have your, your S's who are your more stable or steady folks who don't like change a whole lot. Mm. And then we have our C's, which is called compliant. And those are the people that are kind of by the book. You know, yeah. they want to make sure I's are dotted, T's are crossed, and they like facts and figures. Mm. So, you know, those are the four blends. And like I said, everybody's a, a blend of the four. It's just a matter of which ones are more prominent. Yeah, of course. And we person. need all of those people and all of we those do. personalities. So there's no right and wrong and there's no better or worse. It's just that we are who we are and we're usually a combination um, of of you know, at least two, uh, dominantly. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's that, that diversity that I, I love, I love that we're all different and Mm. it makes life more interesting. (laughs) 
It sure does. Absolutely. And you can delegate to those things that just aren't your calling, which is even better. Yes. Because <laughs> other people love that. I love that in my business. It's kind of like you love dotting the I's and just checking everything. Whereas I'm out there going, we should do this and we should do that. And uh, right, so right. It's, it's, it's great. So for people who then do that disc program with you, uh, at what stage of their life are they doing it? And what stage of their life should they do it? Well, it kind of varies and your personality can change over time. Some people think that once you are designated or put in a particular box, if you will, that it can't change, but it can based on what you're doing for yourself. If you're on a personal growth program, then you absolutely can change the personality type because as you grow, you have, you know, other things become more important or you have a greater strength in another area. So they can change, but a lot of times it's good. If you are feeling like you need to learn to communicate better, or if you're just kind of trying to figure out who you are in the world, you know, and you kind of feel outgoing, but then sometimes you like to be isolated or, you know, you really like facts and figures, but then you like to go out and be with your friends and have a good time and be boisterous, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, sometimes it's kind of hard to find your place. So it's, this is helpful because it shows your blend and how, you know, it's okay that you like facts and figures, but you also like to party. Exactly. You know, it's okay. <laughs> and that that's just your blend. And so then you'll reveal to yourself that, okay, yeah, sometimes I need to get out and have a good time. But when it's time for me to be quiet and isolate, that's okay too. Because yeah. that's just, that's me. That's who I am. Right. Exactly. So it, I think it's helpful for the, for the self-assurance that, you're okay. And whatever blend you are, it's, it's good. It's exactly. good. There are no, I had one guy one time, he was getting ready to take it. It was actually a, a married couple that was taking it together. They've been married for 50 years. And he said, Oh, so you're going to be able to tell me how bad a person I am. <laughs> no, no. I said, there are no bad people. Exactly. There are no person bad personality blends. They're just different. Yeah. And it was I got a real great testimonial actually from him after they did it because they they kind of saw how why he was doing things he did the way he did and why she did things the way she did. And they were like, oh, okay. That makes total sense after 50 years. <laughs> I know, which is why I asked you, when should people do it? Because it was really interesting. Um, my husband, James, and I did it about 20, 30 years ago. It feels a long time anyway, the beginning of our marriage anyway. And uh, and it, it was really interesting because I was DI and now I've redone it and I'm ID. And he uh, definitely was a CI and now he's IC. 
So it's really interesting that little, you know, that we've actually just flipped our dominant and and sort of recessive or, or, or whatever the language is for it um, over time, which is quite interesting, but probably because we've both become more influential and, and um, in our positioning and, and, and the way we right. operate, which was really quite interesting. But the most interesting thing was it actually made us understand that, yeah, that's why no one's there dotting the I's in our relationship. <laughs> Sometimes it's kind of like, you're going to do it? You're going to do it? No, no one does it. Um, and then you also, we also found out, yeah, that's right. While you're expecting someone, you know, when you have those conversations going, you should just know, why wouldn't anyone just automatically do this behave this way right like um, and then you suddenly went oh wow if they think like that and there's all this whole thinking behind it and their personality frameworks like no they didn't even think about it and it wasn't even personal (laughs) Um, so it's so fascinating I love that so there must be an element of well what what drove you beneath this to actually go well I want to get into coaching and training in that whole space of 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 dismodeling and personality profiling what led Barb to that I felt that it was a way that I could help more people. My profession was as real estate sales agent, and I I like that. I enjoy helping people find a home, and you know they go through the house and they're oh we could put the couch here and you know and they're they're placing their furniture and especially first time home buyers. I love first time home buyers oh, because great. I can teach them the process and you know it's such a big deal for someone buying their first home. Yeah. And I love that. But I wanted to do something that was more effective for more people. Hmm. And when I learned about John Maxwell and his his vision is adding value to people so people can add value to people. Mm. So it's a pay it forward kind of thing. And so the more people I can help, the more people they can help, which helps many more people Beautiful. instead of just a few at a time. Mm. So, and I'm, I am an I, so I want people to be happy. Mm. And I thought, well, if I can help people find out who they are, and as we haven't talked about it, but the Soul Spot program helps people get over past hurts, you know, past abuses and that kind of thing. So if I can help people move forward in their life and find happiness and victory, then I'm all about that. That's that's my goal. That's what I want to do. That's your passion. Oh, I love it. It is. Beautiful. And definitely can help a lot more people than just in real estate, for sure. Right, right. <laughs> right definitely. Right. So tell us about Soul Spa then. What, how does that link to what you do? And why do you want to give be- beautiful flowers to people? And why has it been frustrating during COVID? <laughs> well, Soul Spa is for, right now it's for women, but I'm developing one for men. And I'm hoping that my son will run it for me. But it's overcoming past hurts or abuses. You know, we all have a past. And some of us have kind of a little more ugly past than others, but most of us have been through something Mm. that has hindered our growth to, to this point in our lives. And so the soul spa is kind of, it's a self-reflecting program where, you know, the whole idea is to, to bring ladies in and make them feel loved and pretty and you know just kind of pamper them for a while 
and go through, we do some activities and it's pretty interactive. And we, we talk about past and what happened and how we can get over that and not let it keep affecting us. You know, don't let that control the decisions that we make in the future. You know, starting today, that's no longer going to control and it's not going to occupy my mind or control the decisions that I make for the rest of my life. And find that, that, that self-love that oftentimes is lacking because more often than not, we have a self-loathing as opposed to a (laughs) self-loving. Which is sad, but a true reality. I know a lot of people who come into my mentor and coaching program exactly the same. It's like I've never given myself permission to even reflect on who I am, why I am that way, what is limiting my belief system, what am I anchored by in a negative way. And a lot of the default is on the, oh, I'm not very good at that. I can't do that. I wouldn't be Mm -hmm. able to everyone else is amazing people don't like me for these reasons it's really quite incredible and it's really sad so i join you my gorgeous sister from us <laughs> in this mission to actually allow people that opportunity to go you know what you are so amazing in your own right in your own way it is so wonderful that we get these opportunities as as women who have this passion to encourage women support women enable them uh to be able to yeah value themselves and value the person that they were designed to be to be and the potential that they have by making it possible for them to pause and to stop and to spend some time reflecting on who they are, who they were, you know, born to be. Uh, So a lot of this must come through um, your faith as well. So how has your Mm -hmm. faith led you to where you are today? How does it impact your business and what you strive to achieve? Well, it's funny because when I first did the the soul spa program i was developing it and you know i wasn't bringing faith into it at all and i kept hearing you know they can't do it without me you know i'm the best dancer and i'm like okay okay so finally i was like okay so there there is an element at the at the end and i do talk about women of the bible and how how they went through certain things and kind of overcame Mm. or how they reacted but you know and of course at the end i do talk about how you know that pretty much god is the best answer and he made us he made us wonderfully special and he he didn't make us to be miserable we need to learn to forgive ourselves you know he's a gracious and forgiving god and so we need to learn to forgive ourselves because if he can forgive us, why can't we forget ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of one of the bigger one of the bigger issues that a lot of us have is not forgiving ourselves for choices we've made or allowing something to happen over time, you know. So forgiveness is kind of one of those dirty words that people don't like to talk about, but it's so, so important. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> What's the general response after women have done your, you know, dismodeling and, and the, de- the soul spa? What sort of, what did they say back to you? What did they receive from that? Well, a lot of times they kind of go, oh my gosh, you know, I, I didn't realize. Like one of the exercises that we go through is we talk about you know, 
we use three by five cards and we write down statements that maybe someone has told us over time, like you're not good enough, you can never do that, you know, you'll never amount to anything, you know, those kind of negative statements. And it was so funny during one of my, I just did one in February and there was a gal sitting there and she's just kind of thinking and thinking and and I said, you know, or it may be a statement that you've you say to yourself. And she just went, Oh my gosh. And she started writing and she started crying. And then at the end of that that activity, we throw these away, you yeah. know, and I take them out of the room. So, you know, they're gone. gone. So yeah. you, you know, these are things that you're never going to hear again. And she, she ripped that little card up as tiny as she could. And she was, <laughs> but that was her aha moment. It was so beautiful. I mean, you know, I kind of felt bad that I made her cry, but that's kind of my goal. Oh, absolutely. In, in the soul spa is, you know, to make, to, to get you to cry, to, to mourn over whatever it is, to grieve over the past that you've lost, but they're cleansing tears because you're moving forward and that's not going to affect you anymore. You're going to, you let it go from then on and live in victory. Yeah. So, and you know, it's moments like that. I just, I love them. <laughs> I could just imagine you going, please cry. Come on, you're so close. You're so close. Oh, yeah, that's it, sweetheart. Now, you, now we can rip up that paper. Well, except that one of, my, one of my strengths is empathy. So, you know, that I end up crying too. So I have to be careful Oh, with my that. goodness. My goodness. So what does victory look like? What does, to you, those women who then have a few hours and they go through this big experience, what does, what, and they come out victorious, what does that look like? Well, I think they walk out with uh, their lighter stepping and they're smiling and talking about the future mm. differently than when they came in. Yeah. You know, typically when, when we start a session, everybody's kind of quiet and, you know, and then we do the introspection and of course that's kind of quiet and, but they're just ready to go tackle whatever it is that they want to do. And, you know, whether it's start a business or if it's just go home and love on their kids a little bit better, whatever <laughs> yeah. it is that is success to them, that's what I want for them. Yeah. And they talk about it as they're leaving in a, in a more positive light, which is totally exciting and thrilling for me. <laughs> So true. So it's the energy, it's the excitement, it's the opportunities going forward rather than the anchors that have held them back pretty much is what I'm hearing absolutely. from you. Yes, absolutely. So you've managed to now do the John Maxwell training and you're a certified coach and speaker and, and trainer. Uh, for those people that you've met in that sort of space, you know, what do you think success looks to, like to them? What do you notice about those people? Well, it, it kind of varies. You know, everybody has their own idea of what success is. You know, I mean, success to, to someone who's a stay-at-home mom may be that you know, she wants to, you know, treat her children better and love on them more and be a better teacher to them or you know, give them better direction. 
or like I said, you know, the other extreme, you know, success may look like starting a business and, you know, an international business even. It just depends on the individual. You know, I just, I think the key is to define what that looks like to you and, and go for it and don't let anything, even yourself, hold you back. The women that you've met then and the women that you work with, what did they wish they had done earlier? What did they look back and go, oh my gosh, I, should, I wish I had. You know, one of, the, one of the greatest regrets is not having done something. They, they've done numerous studies of people on their deathbeds and, you know, they've said, what is your greatest regret? And they say, not doing what I wanted to do or yeah. not believing in myself more and that's a heck of a time to realize that you know when you're yeah. when you're on your way out it's kind of too late mm. and but that's what most have said so and I find that you know people are saying God, I wish I wish I had known sooner that I could forgive myself or that it's okay that I'm you know, whatever personality blend I am and, you know, and th it's just the way I am. It's not, it's not bad. It's <laughs> yes. just, it's just me mm. and that's okay. So a lot of times it's the regret of not knowing sooner. Yeah. And that's what I find too. You know, I meet a lot of women who are, yeah, 40, 50, 60, even plus, who are then going, oh my gosh, like with this new revelation, I should have done, you know, I knew I wanted to do these certain things in my 20s and 30s, but I didn't for a variety of reasons, which when you look back are just other people's expectations on you, other people's desires for you. Uh, and, and it then curbs the way that you run your life and uh and so it is that moment of yeah how do we encourage these young women coming through to trust in themselves more and to spend that time to you know invest in themselves you know they still it's sort of an interesting sort of paradox we've got this weird global world of everyone should be the same and um you know and then you've also got this desire this hunger in people to have authentic and where are the different people? So if I look at the arts or music, whatever, they're looking for raw, new, edgy, different talent, right? They're looking for uniqueness. And, and I've just been, I've got a biography coming out and it's a bit like that. It's like, we want your story. We want the unique parts about you, Annie, uh, because it's called Becoming Annie. And then we also then have other people going, oh no, I couldn't be that way because other people don't feel comfortable with that. They don't feel, you know, I've got to be more like other people. So it's a, it's a, it's a challenging paradox, isn't it? how to be your unique self while feeling that you fit into society. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And knowing that it's okay. You know, who you are is who you are because not only does your personality blend come into play, but where you come from plays into who you are and the things that you've learned along the way, you know, we all have a different perspective of life. There's a, an activity that I like to do sometimes and it's, you put people on different sides of a beach ball. Right. You know, and so this person over here, they can see you ask them what color do you see primarily 
And they say, well, I see red. And you ask the person on the other side, well, what color do you see? Well, I see blue. And you ask the person on the other and on a third side, what color do you see? Well, I see yellow. Hmm. Well, so they came from different walks of life. And so they see different things. They've grown up with different belief systems. They've grown up with different parental systems. They've, you know, and all this comes into play of who we are as we grow. Hmm. And our belief systems are are developed back then, you know, in our younger years. So, you know, all this comes into play with the personality. So we are all unique and we are all <laughs> special. And I, I just find that beautiful. I, I love that about people, you know, that, that we yeah. are different. I mean, can you imagine if we were all the same? <laughs> How boring it would be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. I just get excited when I meet people and then I just sort of go down a layer or two and then you suddenly go, oh, it's, it's so different. Everyone is so different. You know, I've got five children. They're so different, you know, and it's this weird view that if you've been brought up in the same way, you know, they'd all be the same. But that's right. You've got your own nature of who you were born. You've got that personality. You've got your life experience and life, you know, has its ebbs and flows and knocks and challenges and, and joys. And we all, you know, it, it all sort of forms us to the way we are and the way we see the world and uh, and that's 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 normal and it's right it makes it really interesting I know uh, from being in business and on boards you know I actually love boards that are more diverse you know they'll actually add such a strength who wants all the same people you know so you actually want a really interesting mix and when you, you know that comes with challenging conversations and it comes with you know different opinions but that's actually great because it makes you dig deep for going yeah going for the majority but it also makes you clearly articulate what you want what you're wanting to achieve who is that for and all of those aspects and I think we you know I think a word that's coming to me from this conversation is yeah tolerance that we, we need to also be more tolerant appreciating yeah how different people are and rather than it being wrong it's just actually just saying you're just uniquely different you know and that's all okay uh, which is is so beautiful so you've got a tribe of um, a family you've got a big family your own children um, mixed family you've got grandchildren, you're speaking at events, you're running your soul spas uh, virtually at the moment. Uh, you're also doing disprofiling and coaching people. So what are your biggest challenges as a woman in, you know, with so, so much happening in your world? What, what do you find are the biggest challenges for you personally? Trying to balance being a mom and, and a wife and, you know, with the work making sure that I'm giving enough attention to everything and you're not getting distracted by, by things. Remember I'm an eye. Mm. So I get distracted by shiny objects or cute puppies or, <laughs> you know, kind of anything. So keeping on task when I need to stay on task is kind of a struggle. I easily allow people to distract me. In fact, I had a, when I, when I was at a particular real estate company, we had a fantastic trainer and he knew me well because my daughter-in-law would call me and say, Hey, I'm going to go over to the store. You want to come with? And I, well, yeah, of course. of course I will. That's more fun than doing paperwork here at my desk by myself. Yes. So he had me actually put a sign up that said family and friends will not 
distract me from success. And I had some people that were pretty upset with that. And they said, oh, family is everything. And mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is me. You know, I need to stay and do paperwork, not go shopping or go out to lunch. Or <laughs> so that's kind of one of my struggles is to stay on task, especially when someone wants to do something or talk on the phone or, you know, anything but a task because I'm mm-hmm. so people oriented. Yeah. And I think I thank you for sharing that because I know in my program, we, we look at getting the balance of success, balance and happiness, you know, and that it is a, it's a tricky blend, isn't it? That you actually, at the end of the day, you want to be happy. You want to just be an all-rounded happy person. Uh, but you, that comes with balance. So how do you balance that uh, family and friends and work and everything? But to have success and for what that means to you, that will always come with, you know, it's time management, it's priorities, it's efficiencies uh, and their decisions that, you know, when you you do um, prioritize yourself, other people will feel uncomfortable by that at times because they'll have a different priority system as we all do. And so right. it will be challenging. But I think for all of our listeners, you know, for, for that reality that, yeah, all everyone battles with that. How do we spend our time? How do we prioritize ourselves? And, and then tuning into... I know I'm easily distracted. I know I'd prefer to go shopping, but what does, you know, if I am to be successful in this, if I am to run my, my soul spa program, if I am to coach these people, if I am to present at this conference or, or whatever it is, it actually requires a, a, dis- a self-discipline and a self-love. You know, it's coming down to that self-love of, yeah, because this is who I am and this is what I'm choosing to do and this is the space that I want to be in and therefore they also deserve the whole of me at this time, you know, and right, so, right. Uh, and that's a lesson that I've learned that when I'm doing mm-hmm. something, I want to give my whole of me to that task. And then when I'm then, you know, with my family, whatever, I want the whole of me there. Whereas, you know, previously I had that learning of, you know, I'm sort of like half at different things. <laughs> I'm right. at an event and I'm, but my mind's on something else. Or if I'm at with the family on my mind is, oh, but I wish I was doing something else. And now it's, it's actually a real discipline, isn't it? To be able to yes. know I'm fully here at work, I'm fully with my family when I'm with them. Uh, and that's been mm-hmm. a real joy to me to, to learn and now to live uh, as, you know, we always get distracted at times and that, that balance always requires a little bit of modification. But uh, it is it, it's a good learning and a good thing for other people to reflect on. Right, right. Yeah, and I just heard a, a gal that she said that what she did, because she wasn't used to working at home, and now she is so she kind of struggled with that whole getting down to business type thing so what she did she came up with a ritual where she would come into her office and do things a certain way and that got her brain tuned into okay it's work time yeah and when she was finished for the day she would have a ritual that told her brain okay work is over we're not going to think about work until tomorrow. So, and it was done and it has worked beautifully for her. And it's definitely something that I need to implement. That when I come into my office, it's work time. That's it. And when I leave, I'm not taking work with me, even though it's just in the other room, mm. I'm not taking it with me. It stays in the office. So I thought that was a great, a great idea that she had. 
Yes, and I think a lot of people are challenged by that at the moment during COVID when we're working from home, suddenly work is there all the time for those people who haven't worked at at home. And so I've had that problem with my team, you know, that, you know, one of them was like, oh my gosh, I'm working all the time because as soon as I wake up, I see my my laptops there and my desk space is there. And and, um, so one, some people are working too much, others might find it hard to, (laughs) are more distracted. Uh, But it's that concept of setting up frameworks in your life, you know, of, Mm -hmm. right, I'm actually clocking on, clocking off, or I'm I'm working in the best way that works for me. And I know what that is. Um, You know, I've got another lady in my program who knows that she's actually better switched on she used to sort of not focus from you know 8 30 to 10 and so now she's actually shifted a whole day she starts at 10 so she can now go Mm. off and walk her dog and do her things and that's a good thing you know you want to use your time wisely if it works with your position uh, and then be able to be fully switched on rather than the procrastination can then be more frustrating and then no one wins so if you look over your life now what have you been your biggest joys what have you celebrated the most Probably my boys. Yeah. I'm very, very proud of my sons. They have grown to be amazing men, great dads, great husbands. So I'm pretty excited about those. But as far as what I do now, besides I have my little guy, is just the difference, you know, like I, I talked about the aha moments when when i see somebody have a breakthrough or do something that they didn't think that they could do or you know just have those successes in life and they get to go i did it you know yeah i am more than happy to stand there and go yeah i knew you could <laughs> that's my favorite thing to do is to be a cheerleader and and encourage people and then be there to to give them the high five or the well not the hug right now but you know virtual to be there to say you know i knew you could you did a fabulous job i'm so proud of you i love saying that i'm so proud of you Well, that's right. People need to need to hear that we're proud of them. And then now, now please give yourself permission to be proud of yourself. You know, Uh, that's where the real breakthrough I think happens. It's, it's a layered approach. Uh, Absolutely. What a joy that is to celebrate. Well, if if our listeners would love to reach out to Barb, she's uh, all of the links are in this podcast on my platform. She's on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. And so she's very easy to find if you're feeling like a soul spa moment or you, you'd love some just profiling or, or to hear more about her speaking opportunities. I think um, she's got a lot to offer and she's just got a beautiful, beautiful heart and soul. So I thank you so much for being on my program today. It's been a joy. It's been really oh, lovely. It's my pleasure. I very much enjoyed being with you today. Terrific. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Memoirs of Successful Women. You can find me at anniegibbons.com where you can download my free resources, get connected on social and check out my online magic transformation program. If you love this show, feel free to subscribe to future episodes and, of course, share it with your friends. I'll see you again soon and until then, happy podcasting.